0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central.
1: Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, March the 23rd, 2022. It is currently 8.34 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Well, I woke up this morning, even before I really was ready for the day, I grabbed my iPad and I was just looking around and I saw that someone on Sermon Audio had posted a message. They did the little text feature where they can pay to have their message promoted. And they decided to promote one of their messages dealing with Andy Stanley. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we spent two plus hours dealing with the Andy Stanley controversy. So the first thing I wanted to do was I immediately ran upstairs, hooked everything up, and I wanted to go live for uh, the first purpose was I'm going to point you to this message on Sermon Audio, whether you're using the Sermons 2.0 app or you're using the old Sermon Audio app. I want you to look it up and I want you to listen to it for yourself because you can compare their coverage to what we did. You can you can see if they you agree with them or agree with me or if you agree with both of us. I, I want you to listen to it because it just demonstrates that obviously the story is still being talked about. It demonstrates that the controversy st- still may be swirling around, and I want you to know what is being said out there in the world of Christianity. And I hope that as you as you listen to this, because I haven't even listened to it yet, I hope that um, it I I hope it does give Andy Stanley a fair hearing, because we determined in the middle of this controversy that people weren't necessarily giving him a fair hearing. I think Andy Stanley was sloppy in what he was trying to do, but I think there 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 was a, I think that that there, uh, there's been a lot of misrepresentation, I think, of the sermon in question by Andy Stanley. So the first thing I wanted to do is at least point you to it, and then two, I'll just give you, well, at least I'm going to try to give you a little taste of it so that you'll kind of have Maybe you get an idea of what direction they're they are going in. All right. So here, let me let me first remind you of the story. Okay. So let me remind you of the story first. Back on March the 21st, 2022, the Christian Post posted a story, or maybe it's in the op-ed, maybe this is an opinion piece, but it's it's on the ChristianPost.com. And the headline read: Andy Stanley's tweet about the Bible is seductive and harmful. Remember the tweet read, the Christian faith doesn't rise and fall on the accuracy of 66 ancient documents. It rises and falls on the identity of a single individual, Jesus of Nazareth. Then we discovered that that tweet actually comes from a sermon that was preached on March the 6th at Browns Bridge Church in Cumming, Georgia. So I asked my research staff, listeners, hey, find me the sermon. They found it within like minutes. I downloaded the sermon, and then we reviewed the entire sermon. I think it took us two plus hours to do so. What we discovered is that what Andy Stanley was attempting to do in his introduction was to try to relate and address people who are deconstructing in their faith, possibly ready to walk away from the faith. And what he, what he was trying to do was like, hey guys, hey guys, before you walk away from the faith, I want you to think about this. Even if 65 books of the Bible are not accurate, not infallible, not inerrant, even if that was true, if I can demonstrate that one of those books that speak about Jesus and gives us who he is, what he did, his death, burial, resurrection, if I can show you that one of those books is a historically accurate record of Jesus, then you can walk away from the faith You've got to stop and lean into the faith. Now, that's what I. It, it seems he was trying to do. And the reason I say that is if you listen to the entire sermon, right after he seems to call into question the accuracy and inerrancy of Scripture, he immediately tells everyone to open up their Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, and then he argues that Luke is an accurate truthful account of the life of Jesus. So it it seems that that's what he was attempting to do. It was somewhat sloppy, even at the beginning in our review, because when I review a sermon, I don't listen to them first. I even thought, what kind of illogical mess is this? And then I kind of figured out what he was doing. So I just think that, are there things you can criticize Andy Stanley about? Absolutely. Do I agree with his theology? Absolutely not. But I just think anytime you criticize someone, anytime you have an issue with it. You have to be fair. And and I'm, again, I hate the idea of taking little clips out of context. I say, if you're going to criticize a sermon, review the entire thing. So that's what we did. I have no idea what is going on with this message on Sermon Audio, how they approached it. Looking at the timestamp, clearly they didn't review the whole sermon. Clearly they didn't review the whole sermon, but you can listen and determine for yourself. The program in question, or the other speaker in, in question, is Kevin Swanson. Kevin Swanson, if you just do a search for Kevin Swanson on the Sermons Audio 2.0 app, you can follow him. Kevin Swanson. Now at first you may not see it, but if you look down, you see one, two, three, four, five, six, I think it's the six ones, sixth one down. It is called, Andy Stanley Doubts Scripture, The Squish of Faith. Andy Stanley Doubts Scripture. Well, that seems to be going with a direction that Andy Stanley is doubting Scripture. You can go and listen for yourself we're going to play just a little bit of this and then I want you to go listen for yourself and if we need to we can come back and review certain parts but I just want you to know that hey the story is not going away that it's it's out there and I, I guarantee you uh, the the one the the program by Kevin Swanson on Sermons audio 2.0 already has 746 uh, downloads and streams so clearly he's going to influence a lot of people. Is the influence going to lead them to a—well, we'll You, we'll, we'll just find out. So let's just jump in, and we'll just review a little bit of this just to get you this morning to immediately go to Sermons 2.0 and look for Kevin Swanson, follow him, listen to all of his programs. He covers a lot of controversial subjects. It's always interesting to hear different perspectives, even if, whether you agree or disagree. Um, but but I just want us to realize that, hey, we're not the only one who have been talking about the Andy Stanley Uh, situation. Christian Post is not the only one talking about it. Kevin Swanson's talking about it, and I like you to hear different perspectives. Even if it's perspectives I may disagree with, I like you to hear all kinds of different perspectives. So let's let's see at least how Kevin Swanson introduced this. I skipped their introduction to their program. I'm at about the seven-minute mark, and they're just getting ready to mention Andy Stanley. Here we go.
2: It's great. Well, let's uh let's talk a little bit about uh, the development or lack thereof of Annie Stanley's faith. Uh, Andy Stanley is one of the most public figures in America today, representing the trajectory of modern Christianity. And he recently published a sermon that uh, that has raised a number of waves amongst Orthodox evangelicals. Uh, The rejection of the Christian faith is a rejection of God in epistemology, metaphysics and ethics. And we've said this a number of times because a biblical worldview is a... Basic set of presuppositions that detail one's view of truth, reality, and ethics. And that's pretty much it. And when you begin to erode a God-centered, biblical epistemology, metaphysics, and ethics, and the ultimacy of God in truth and ethics and reality itself, God— as conceived in Scripture, God, as the real, true and living God, dies the death of a thousand qualifications. And that kind of thing has happened big time in American evangelical Christianity. We see that working out slowly but surely in the life of Andy Stanley. Now, he's rejected the Ten Commandments. He jettisoned the Old Testament a long time ago. Generally, an antipathy to the law of God, as I see it, is an indication of apostasy. When- okay, now, a couple of things. Remember
1: first, In my program, I said I'm not going to focus on anything else Andy Stanley had done. I wanted to give that particular sermon a fair hearing and interpret it correctly. So so make sure our our approach was different. He is now looking at kind of the de-evolution of Andy Stanley saying that he's rejected the Ten Commandments. He's basically thrown out the Old Testament. I mean, he basically is saying that he's rejecting God and basically he's an apostate. He's making some major claims here, some major judgments, and some major condemnations. Whether you agree or disagree, I, I want to hear this person's perspective. Let's see. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how, where he fits in this latest sermon and this supposed kind of de-evolution of Andy Stanley. Does, does, does this sermon fit in? I, 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 you, you know my take
2: on it. You know my take on it. Let's see where he goes here somebody doesn't really like the law of God or sees the law as burdensome, uh, they see it as something of a curse and a condemnation. Well, they're under the curse and condemnation of the law because, you know, they should have died with Christ to the law and now live by grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit and what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending His only Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law would be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit, and that's the way it should work. But those who don't like the law, those who uh, are, are hating the law and not wanting to submit themselves to the law or not really wanting to present the law as a standard are those who are, for the most part, under the curse and condemnation of the law. You've got to conclude that because sin has dominion over those who are under the condemnation of the law and not under the reign of grace. That's Romans six and verse 14. So the law should not be burdensome because the law should empower unbelievers. Well, the law should not be burdensome to us because, well, the law doesn't empower us to keep the law. It's grace that empowers us to keep the law. It's burdensome to the unbeliever because the law cannot empower unbelievers to keep the law. So, so that's, the way Paul explains this in Romans six, seven, and eight, and uh, and so there's this jettisoning of the. T- we 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 could have a long discussion there. I I think
1: I have somewhat of a different approach to Romans six, seven, and eight, but that's okay. It appears that basically, if you don't agree with his perspective there then you're under the curse of the law and you're condemned. So it's kind of like, hey, my hermeneutic or the highway? You, you, you believe this about Romans 6, 7, and 8, or you are under the curse of the law? I think that's maybe, okay, you, you can draw your own conclusions there. Let, let, what, what does this have to do with Andy Stanley? And he's only got, this is a short pro, uh, program, it's only, he's only got 25 minutes. So clearly he's not going to review the sermon in any length. So I just want to know, what does he immediately say in regards to this sermon?
2: and commandments, this, this rejection of the law of God, the moral law of God on the part of modern evangelicals. But now uh, we go to stage two. We go to an, another stage in Andy Stanley's development, or lack thereof. And uh, this is the way this sermon began that has made some waves in evangelicalism today. Let me just play a piece of this, Steve.
0: There is what might be an uncomfortable... Question for some of us, and um, an interesting and maybe even helpful and surprisingly honest question for others of us. When it comes to knowing if there is a God, and if there is a God, what God is like, and when it comes to trying to figure out who God likes, does it really come down to the Bible tells us so? Or any other religious literature? Tells us so. I mean, we're modern people, rational people. Are we really expected to believe what we believe or believe anything based on a collection of ancient manuscripts written by potentially dozens of men only um, who didn't even know each other over the course of hundreds and hundreds of years in a world um, without science in the way that we think of modern science? And um in a world where everybody believed in the gods or some kind of god. I mean, let's just be honest, all right. Weren't they just making stuff up?
2: All right. So he's he's working through a an apologetic on the gospels is what he's doing in this presentation. Okay, now good. He, he's, he's
1: acknowledging that he's working through an apologetic. I identified the same thing. So that's good. Now, please note though, he only is playing a short clip. He's only playing a short clip, which is something that I am going to constantly just yell about because I just think if I'm going to review someone's sermon, I've got to review every single word. I I just still think that's the only fair way to do so. I still, th- I, I'm just going to continue to say that if you review sermons, if you're going to critique a sermon, if you're going to condemn, praise, anything you're going to do with a sermon, you've got to review the whole thing. And if you say, well, my program doesn't give me the time frame to do that, then don't review sermons. I, I that, that's going to be, that's my, that's going to be my philosophy because it's just, So unfair, but at least he acknowledged he's working through an apologetic. Let's see what he, if he, if he explains what Andy Stanley is trying to do, we could argue he doesn't do a very good job of it, but let's see if he, if he explains what Andy Stanley is trying to do. And then if he goes on to add the context that Andy Stanley immediately turns to the gospel of Luke and argues for its truthfulness and accuracy. All right, here we go.
2: But what we see is an undermining of the epistemological authority of the word of god. In other words, if if you don't see god as the source as ultimate in epistemology, metaphysics and ethics, that is truth, reality and ethics, your view of right and wrong, in the end, you're effectively abandoning the possibility of god being god. So, you've undermined the very godness of god, and this is the sort of thing that's happening with so much of evangelical Christianity today. Now, Stanley is saying if the Christian faith balances precariously on the edge of ancient declarations of superstitious men, well, then why not? The truth is, Christians are not expected to believe what we believe based on a collection of ancient manuscripts written by men who never met each other over the course of hundreds of years in a time when everybody was superstitioned, everybody believed in the gods, and there was no modern science. And he says, what's your initial response to the suggestion that the Christian faith rises or falls on the reliability of the Gospels rather than the reliability of the entire Bible? In other words, what he's doing is... Cutting his losses in the apologetic he 's moving the, the the line back on the grid, on the gridiron of the football field and he 's back to his own five yard line and he 's doing whatever he can to kind of sort of defend the truth of the gospels and he 's saying well it 's time to pretty much give up on the reliability of the entire Bible. Now, he says this distinction understandably makes some Christians nervous, but it's the church's fault. And I'm convinced that this distinction might actually be the key to recapturing and safeguarding the faith of this and the next generation. This kind of strategy of moving the the line back and cutting all losses and doing the best you can to hang on to one last little proposition that might convince one last skeptic in the postmodern, post-Christian world is a recipe for losing. (laughs) this is a recipe for losing, Steve. He he is on the losing side. He knows he's on the losing side and he's given up on the faith. This is what's happening.
1: Okay, so he's making some major assumptions. Again, he's condemning. It's condemn, condemn, condemn that basically Andy Stanley is on the losing side and he's given up on the faith. Now, you can go, we've listened to the entire sermon. You can draw your own conclusion. Now, I'm not in any way justifying anything else Andy Stanley has ever said. What I, again, I would challenge you to listen to all of Andy Stanley's sermon in its fuller context. I do believe his apologetic here is somewhat questionable. I, I do believe it's like, okay, I, I see what you're trying to do. Again, let me explain what I think Andy Stanley's trying to do. Hey, guy, hey, guys, girl, guys, whoever, whoever, whoever you may be, if you're out there and you're about to walk out of, of that door, walk away from the faith, please stop, please stop, please stop. What if I was to tell you that it doesn't matter if the other 65 books of the Bible are not inerrant, as long as I've got one here that is, you can't walk away from the faith. You've got to stay right here. Now, you may think that that's a foolish apologetic. We may reject his apologetic, but does it mean that Andy Stanley has given up on the faith? Does it mean that Andy Stanley has abandoned God? Now, you may think it's a bad apologetic, But we've got to be very careful. (laughs) How far do you take the condemnation before maybe you're not accurately representing him? Let's just listen to a couple of more
2: seconds of this. Here we go. With Andy Stanley and, and, and a fair number of leaders. In the American evangelical world where, yeah, church attendance has dropped off from 48% to 22% in the last 10 years. We're looking at the largest apostasy in the history of the Christian world right here in America right now. So why not this kind of thing happening amongst some of the key, more squishy leaders of evangelicalism? It it seems as though, too, as I was listening to this again, and I've got it up on my uh, on my screen, I'm reading the transcript of it. It seems as though his God is not capable of inspiration, uh, because he's saying, you know, if if we. If we're basing this on the reliability of the Bible, which is God's word, I mean, God is the one who inspired the writers and made sure that what they wrote was what he wanted them to write, and that our God has the power to maintain the infallibility of scripture. But his God obviously can't, because it's just men who are superstitious, who are writing stuff down, not inspired by God. That that was one of the things that just kind of popped out in my head as I heard this again. Yeah, he's.
1: There you have it. I mean, they're really going after me that basically Andy Stanley doesn't believe. I mean, he he has a different God. Uh, He's an apostate. He's rejected the faith. He's abandoned God. I mean, they're just going like condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. Do you think that is a fair assessment based off the sermon that we reviewed? If you did not listen to our review, go listen to both parts. All right, Andy Stanley's Dangerous Sermon, Part 1, Part 2, or is Andy Stanley Dangerous? I I think I had to put for the short title. Go listen to both, and you draw your own conclusion. You draw your own conclusion. Now, in Part 1, at the end, we did have some technical glitches, and we lost the internet connection, but I I edited it down to to try to make sure it at least makes some form of sense. I think it still works, and then we have Part 2. I would challenge you to listen to both so that you hear the whole sermon for yourself. Or, you know what? Do this. Ignore us. Ignore me, ignore everyone else, and just go listen to Andy Stanley's sermon by yourself. Go to Browns Bridge Church in Cummings, Georgia. You can find it online, Browns Bridge Church in Cummings, Georgia. Make sure you have the right one. And uh, look for the sermon that was preached on March the 6th. And, uh, well, you can uh, listen to it for yourself. I just want, uh, look, I don't agree with Andy Stanley. I don't agree with his theology. I don't agree with the way he does church. I don't agree, agree with his philosophy about church. But I just want people to have a fair hearing. That's all. I just want people to be, be be treated in a fair and accurate way and not to be misrepresented because we definitely should not bear false witness against anyone. And if we're going to judge and condemn, let's make sure we do so accurately. Now go listen to everything Kevin Swanson had to say, because here I'm not giving Kevin Swanson a fair hearing because I have a limited amount of time. So go listen to everything he has to say. They're getting ready to go to a break. In fact, let's just go ahead and bring it all the way to the break.
2: Seems to come at this with the assumption that God doesn't have the authority or the ability to establish a word infallible and inspired over a period of thousands of years. Let's take a break and we'll be back with more in just a moment as we chronicle the lapse of faith in the American Christian church as the Western world continues in its decline. That next on Generations.
1: So now when you go listen to Kevin Swanson, go to the 15-minute mark, and you'll, you'll pick up right there. And he's going he's to have less than 20 minutes left. I don't know how long the break is. So he's only going to have about 15 minutes left. So we know this. We know he doesn't review the entire sermon. We know that. It is good that he acknowledges that Andy Stanley was attempting an apologetic. It is perfectly acceptable to criticize that apologetic because even I at the beginning was very confused by what he was doing. I think what he tried to do, I understand. I don't know if it's the best tactic, but I, in that sermon alone, he does make an argument for the truthfulness and accuracy of the Gospel of Luke. He does make that argument. Now, you think you, you can still criticize that? Well, you seem to be calling to, into question the other sixty-five books. Yeah, that is problematic. But is it a, a part of a, a, an apologetic? If you look at the doctrinal statement for Brown's Bridge Church. Remember, we looked at the doctrinal statement and they believe all the Bible is inspired by God and is without error. We looked up the actual doctrinal statement of Brownsbridge Church. So it, it, the, what they're saying about Andy Stanley, does that coincide with the doctrinal statement of the church? is how is Andy Stanley affiliated with Brown's Bridge Church there, there's some there's some there's some pieces of the puzzle we mean we may have to come back and put together but there's i want you to go listen to Kevin Swanson today for yourself for yourself listen to it for yourself and if you hear something there that you think well no he he figured it out let me know let me know i'm going to try to listen to the rest of it as well and then if we can talk about it i would i would i would love to go ahead and review the last 15 minutes of this But um, this is one of those situations where I did not have the time. But uh, if we need to, we'll come back this afternoon and we'll finish reviewing it. If we need to, we will do that. Um, You you listen and let me know. Uh, Those in the Discord channel, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. If you get a chance to listen to the Kevin Swanson uh, program and subscribe to him and listen to everything he has to say so you get a better understanding of Kevin Swanson's perspective so that we fairly represent him as well. All right. But please, I just beg everyone. When you review sermons, review the entire sermon, all right? Review the entire sermon, okay? And let's, let's just see really quick. I may have, let's see how long their break is. Let, let's see.
0: What happens when a culture that was established and guided by biblical principles... Okay, so they do these commercials. I'm turning the volume down
1: because I don't know if the commercials have something that they wouldn't want aired on my program. So
0: I can't,
1: I can't say the commercial is a part of fair use. I'm, I'm reviewing and critiquing what they're doing, so that's a part of fair use. So we're going to turn it down. I just want to see how much time is actually left when their commercial is over. All right, so they're, they're down to about 19 minutes right here, and then you know they have their conclusion and wrap-up, which probably would take close to a minute, so that brings them about 18 minutes. So... All right, they're talking about a book. They're, they're, they're promoting a book. All right, so again, give it a second here. All right, it's still going on. We're down to all right. Now we're down to eighteen minutes and fifty nine seconds. If their last if their last minute is a wrap up, then they're they're, they're, they're down to about seventeen minutes. Okay, they're still going. They're promoting a book. Here we go. Do they come back in? I think they're coming back in. There's their intro. I think it's going to have— And we're back on the Generations broadcast.
2: Kevin Swanson and Steve Vaughn with you. And chronicling the decline of Western Christianity in the evangelical world with Andy Stanley's recent comments. World Magazine commented on Pastor Stanley's message. I thought a very thoughtful article— Andy Stanley is treating the word Bible as a sentimental category or label, says the article from World Magazine. More importantly, Stanley actively questions the accuracy and reliability of Holy Scripture. He suggests abandoning the reliability of the entire Bible in favor of embracing the reliability of the first five books of the New Testament. He even predicts this will help preserve the Bible or the church in the generation to come. It's a Sadducean impulse, which is interesting. Sadducees were cutting their losses as fast as they possibly could in the time of Jesus Well, friends, we cut out the parts of the Bible we don't like or trust only to receive Christ's condemnation. That's what happens. And that's what happened in the New Testament with the Sadducees. In the sermon's introduction, Stanley clearly targets people who are on the fence when it comes to the Christian faith. Maybe they have qualms about Genesis, the origins debate, or perhaps they question the accuracy of the Old Testament historical accounts. Maybe they're just sick and tired of other Christians. What do such people need in terms of substantial truth? While Stanley's centering on Christ is good, casting doubt upon the rest of the scriptures will prove spiritually destructive and ecclesiastical detrimental, what does a modern Reader, what gives them the right and the authority to declare one part of God's inspired word historically reliable or ethically binding, and another part, perhaps one that invites social ostracism as unreliable and dismissible? Does he believe the Bible contains insurmountable contradictions? Did God mess up in his mission to specially reveal himself? Can the Gospels be harmonized? If not, what is the devotional and theological life of Christians supposed to look like? Friends, these are good questions.
1: All right, so they're reading from another article demonstrating that people are still talking about this. But again, I, we still, I think that the, I think the major question I want to leave you with, Brown's Bridge Church. As far as I'm, uh, I mean, is that not a part of Andy Stanley's? Is he connected to that church, or is he just a guest speaker? From my understanding, this Brown's Bridge Church is a part of Andy Stan- Stanley's ministry. And if that's true, then their doctrinal statement. Argues for the inspiration of the whole Bible without error. So that's something we because if, if that's a part of Andy Stanley's ministry, then then you're, you're you're we're clearly misrepresenting what his doctrinal statement says, and shouldn't his doctrinal statement speak for him if that is his doctrinal statement? So that's something we need to clarify and we need to work on. So we definitely will come back to this. So maybe this afternoon, what we'll do is I'm going to spend the day trying to clarify. Andy Stanley's connection to Brownsbridge Church, exactly how that fits in with Andy Stanley's ministry. If that doctrinal statement reflects Andy Stanley's belief, then we're misrepresenting him and what you're hearing. If he's not connected to that church in any way, shape, or form— and Andy Stanley really is throwing out the Bible and doesn't believe in the inspiration of the whole Bible and does believe it contains error, then that church brought someone in who goes against their very doctrinal statement. And so then there would be a question for that church. So here's some, there's, I think we still need to piece the pu- the pieces of the puzzle together to get a fair representation. That one of the reasons we went to the doctrinal statement is because well if because I think that that is a key part of this story, but I want to make sure that we have a correct understanding of it. So there you have it. There's there's about 16 minutes left. You can go listen to it. All right. I'm going to have to stop there. We will be back this afternoon and we will finish this up because we want to we want to fairly represent everything happening here. And I want to I figure out what's going on. So if you want to be, uh, help me investigate today, Brownsbridge Church in coming Georgia, how is Andy Stanley connected to that church? Is that a part of Andy Stanley's ministry? And does their doctrinal statement reflect the beliefs of Andy Stanley? If so, then in writing, they believe in the inspiration of the whole Bible and that it's without error. So we have to take that into consideration. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to this early morning broadcast, and we will be back sometime after 3 to finish this up and to clean this up to try to, to make sure we have some specific answers by the end of this day. And then at 7 p.m. live at Victory Baptist Church, we'll, we'll, we'll be teaching. All right, everyone have a great day. God bless.